Hey everyone, I'm Josh Loftus, and this is the Everyday Monday podcast, the podcast where we talk about everyday people doing everyday things in everyday churches. Whether you're a pastor, a plumber, or that yodeling kid in Walmart, this podcast is for you. This is where we find value in the trenches of Christian life. Welcome to Every Day a Monday. And in the trenches with me today, I have a very special guest. He is the host of the Theology Nights podcast. He's the owner of Weber Media LLC, and he is a self-proclaimed coffee snob. I have Mr. Brad Weber on the podcast with me today. Mr. Brad, how are you doing, sir? Fantastic. That kid from Walmart is super famous, by the way. Like, <laughs> he is. <laughs> it's funny that that represents our culture so well that he was yodeling in a Walmart and now he's everybody knows who that is. I know. And I don't know if I should feel like proud about that. Like, yeah, that's the American dream. Or if I should just feel sad. I think I it, 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 it waffles back and forth. I agree. That's a very yeah. good point. <laughs> well, Brad, before we get going into stuff here, man, start talking about church stuff. I, I got a question for you. And uh, so on your Facebook profile, you you label yourself. I, I wasn't kidding. You are a self-proclaimed coffee snob. I am. And I need to know, as someone who doesn't drink coffee, but is the husband of a coffee snob, I need to know for you, like what what defines a coffee snob? Like where where's the line from thinking Folgers is the greatest thing you've ever drank <laughs> to yeah. like outsourcing your own paper filters for pour overs, right? So, so I'm at so that point, that? actually, that's, <laughs> and no, it's not, a, it's not a joke. So I'll try to, right. coffee is like a hobby of mine. So I'll try to be as concise as I can. Let's go. Uh, about three years ago, there was a local shop in our town. Uh, Branch Street Coffee Roasters is the name. Mm-hmm. My wife and I um, started going there and then it became an obsession to the point of the owner came to our wedding and that we have wow. like we know everybody at the shop. And so it was through that shop that I really started to learn about coffee and I became passionate about it. So I would say that when you are buying distilled water and adding minerals to the water in order to make your coffee that's when you can classify yourself as a coffee aficionado wow and there is a difference i know that it might sound weird but honestly there is a difference water is the most important thing when it comes to making a cup of coffee you can make bad coffee taste good if you have good water like honestly like you could take um, now Folgers, I mean that's a little different, but you could yeah. you could take bad coffee, and if you have it at the right temperature with a right base of the water, you could make a decent cup of coffee. And so that's really what it comes down to is if you are that concerned about your cup of coffee that you buy specific little they're called third wave water packets, and you like drop them in your water, <laughs> and it it creates good water that you can make good coffee from. So and that's wow. where I'm at. That's that's me. Okay, yeah, that is that's farther than I thought the line was. I'll yeah. be completely honest with you. Yeah, that's that, that's borderline obsessive. Yeah, right there. Yeah. Well, and like it kind of gives me because it takes about seven minutes if you make a pour over. So between mm-hmm. heating up the water and then doing the actual process, yeah. it's kind of like a, a chance for me to just get away and I I could just slow my mind down and I just I okay. I started doing it and I really enjoyed it as like I said a small little hobby and now yeah. it's just kind of grown you know yeah. from there. Sure, sure, okay. So 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 I take it you're not a pumpkin spice latte Starbucks guy then are you? I am not. Uh, <laughs> I'm not a pumpkin spice guy. I'm not a Starbucks guy either. And like right. I yeah. just that's a whole different story, but yeah, I'm not a, oh, I'm yeah. not a yeah. 
I'm a black coffee guy. That's I, I like just regular like black, black coffee. You like being able to taste the dirt. You're exactly right. You're, yeah. yeah. I want to know like, what region. What, what, yes. Yeah, what, re- what region? <laughs> what kind of dirt? What kind of fertilizer do they use for these beans? I think I can taste it. You're, and he's like, yeah. You got to yeah. pull the notes. The technical That's term right. is notes. So you oh, want to make sorry. sure you, notes. Yes. you pull the, the note soil out. Yeah. Pull the note soil. It smells like horse. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man, love it. Okay, well that that is good to know. I have to up my coffee uh, knowledge then before I can, uh, yeah, yeah, reach that level. So that's that that's impressive. I have to say. Well, Brad, moving on here, man. Just uh, give us a little bit just about you. Tell us about yourself. Tell us about uh, yeah. you, your family, kind of what you do for a living. You, it sounds like you kind of got a bunch of irons in the fire. Uh, tell us just a little bit about you, man. Yeah. So I am uh, an associate pastor of a small. Uh, Southern Baptist Church, and my wife and I have been married uh, three years next month. Right. Uh, my wife just graduated from Liberty with her master's in counseling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a student at Midwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. I'll have my MDiv sometime next year, probably fall of next year. Mm. Uh, we live in a small town just outside of Youngstown, Ohio, which is halfway between, uh, it's basically in between Cleveland and Pittsburgh in Northeast Ohio. Mm-hmm. And uh, my main thing really that I do, um, like, I mean, I do a bunch of main things. Pastoring, of course, is my, you know, quote unquote day job. Um, that's... That's what my I'm most passionate about is ministry, of course. Yeah. Uh, but I have a small media agency where I do content creation, uh, social media management, uh, podcast videos, web and SEO. Uh, those are things that is, uh, is something that I'm really passionate about. It's been a hobby of mine. Uh, technology is is my thing. I've always been uh, drawn to gadgets and the yeah. web and the internet and things like that. Now, and are you an Apple guy or I'm not. A guy? I, I'm a Microsoft guy. And Microsoft so, guy. okay, that's all right. Yeah, all right. I'm an Android guy. Um, I got really big. I worked for when in the mid 2000s when BlackBerry was really big. I mm. worked in the mobile industry then, and so I was obsessed with Blackberries. And then okay. by the time that the iPhone came out, I was using Blackberries and Palm Trios and things like that. Yeah. So I never got into the Apple ecosystem. And if I had at the original, you know, jumping off point, I'd be an Apple guy today. I, I sure. know that. But sure. yeah, I have an Android yeah. phone. I have a Microsoft laptop, and so yeah, we're a we're an Android Windows family in, in our household here. It's good to stereotype your guests, like you know, like. Yeah. I want to be able to buttonhole you, like like what kind of person you are. And uh, I, iPhone and Microsoft is a good is a good. I'm way fine. To do that. I'm, yeah, that's kind of the motive behind it. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I'm all about that. Well, and I'm in Microsoft Hub where I live, so it's just like, yeah, it's just you know. And you don't like coffee. That's what I was gonna say. How do you not drink coffee? I am. Here's the thing, man. I am a weird uh, Washingtonian. So I grew up in Eastern Washington, which is a completely different culture. Okay. I grew up on a I grew up on a ranch out there, and it's like tiny little town uh, 20 years at least behind everything else yeah, and okay. moving out here it's like what is coffee what is like, <laughs> like microsoft <laughs> boeing amazon like yeah. it just it's just uh yeah 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 it's a different world um let's see brad so give us a little bit about how christ found you just share with us just kind of a brief uh brief synopsis of kind of your testimony and I don't, I don't know if you did you grow up in the church was it something that you had kind of like a a Saul on the road to Damascus kind of thing tell yeah. us tell us just a little bit about that yeah so I uh, I did not grow up in the church um 
the uh, you know without going into the all the graphic details and stuff like that i struggled with drug addiction for about 15 years and that's how i became a christian uh, okay. I was homeless, and it was through a homeless shelter where I had uh, honestly experienced the love of, of Christ for the first time. I had, uh, prior to that, um, my dad passed away when I was real young, and so it was just my mom and I for, for many, many years. And when she got remarried, um, my stepdad kind of, my house, my rules thing, you're going to go to church. And so I started to go to church, and it was mm-hmm. never anything where I, was, I wasn't converted. I wasn't, yeah, I was just sure, going just sure. to go because I, was, I had to go. Right. That would have been high school years. And it was right around that time when I started getting involved with drugs and partying and just all of that. Yeah. And that was life for basically until I was uh, 30. And wow. then I had been uh, re- been in rehab a couple of times, and um, I had um, not I had obviously not succeeded, but there was small little glimpses of Christ in life at various times. But I never mm-hmm. again. I never really was truly seeking Him, and um, it was always just something that I was. I thought, well, if I become a Christian, it'll probably remove my drug addiction. And so sure. finally, when I did become a Christian in 2000, it would have been 2013, that was like my prayer was I, I, I didn't want to just get clean off drugs. I wanted Christ to completely transform me. And then it was at that moment where that actually happened. And yeah. so, yeah, so that was six years ago next month. October 3rd, actually, was I, I remember it like it was really yesterday. Yeah. And so shortly after that, then, um, you know, life has just been... I mean, just so much different. Um, there's so many aspects of life that, um, you know, nothing looks the same as it, as it, it used to. Um, but most importantly, um, I have a relationship with Christ. And so, yeah, yeah. sometimes, I mean, I'm 36, like I said, so I, I feel like sometimes I'm late to the party because I, <laughs> y- you know, I, I, that's just my own way of thinking. I think like, man, I'm 36 and, and I could have been doing this when I'm in my early 20s. And, and but yeah. I just have to remember, like, this is my story, you know, and, and yeah. I'm um, I'm I, I'm proud of my story. Not that I'm like, oh, I'm proud that I was, a, you know, a drug addict. Sure, like sure. That. Yeah. But yeah, that's how. That's what Christ used. Uh, right. That that's how I encountered Him, and so I, I'm I'm grateful for you know all that's happened, um, you know, during those years that led me to the point of you know redemption, basically. Yeah, that's what the gospel does. That yeah. that is amazing. That is yeah. so cool. Well, and and your 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 story too, and the things that you've gone through, that gives you a very unique ability to counsel and speak into other people's lives in a very unique way. Yeah. Um, especially people that are going through the same things yep. that you did, people that are struggling with drug or alcohol addictions, things like that. You're able to say, hey, not just not just this is, you know, this is what the Bible says. This exactly. is how the gospel it's it's I I was there. Yep. I experienced it and I yep. know this is true. Right. That that's that that as as hard as it is, it's such a blessing. Yeah, and it'll, it's such a blessing on your ministry now. That's why I'm proud of what I went through for that exact reason. Because there's yeah. been so many people that I've been able to sit across the table from and say, "Listen, man, like I didn't arrive in some ivory tower. Like I was right. you. You know, I was right. I was in your shoes for numerous years, and this is what Christ did, and He could do the same thing in your life." Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Fantastic. All right, so tell us um, where you go to church now, what what the church is you pastor, and then what mm-hmm. is one aspect of your church that you really, really appreciate and value? 
So the name of our church is Youngstown Metro Church. We are uh, metro, meaning metropolitan, of course. I always like to mm. clarify that because the term sure. metro kind of takes on a weird... Um, <laughs> it's like, but... you're a really hip church. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're Hold on, you're a really hip Southern Baptist church. That's, as hip as you can be, Southern Baptist, we are that church. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we're, yeah, we are a Southern Baptist church. We're a smaller church. We're a younger church, leadership-wise. Mm. Um, we are so committed to theology uh, from mm. everything that we do from the person who's greeting to the songs that we're singing obviously the sermon but everything that we do we make sure it is done in line with right theology uh, yeah. and, and that's what we care the most about that's that's what our goal is is to provide in every aspect of the church right theology and right. Uh, with pastoral training with the books we read um, you know us as elders meeting together every week uh, we just we really take that seriously yeah 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 well and that's fantastic dude. I mean where where your theology is there your church will go <laughs> right yeah. like it what we think about God and how we how we worship God how we go about learning about that is is one of if not the most important aspect about us because everything yeah. is going to be an outflow absolutely of our belief of who God is Yep, right. absolutely. And our area is real big into Catholicism, and we have a lot of mm. Pentecostal Word of Faith stuff. So okay. our church, um, we have a couple other churches that are really solid, and uh, we've we've collectively teamed up. We, uh, you know, we always talk, all the pastors, and, you know, yeah. we're always suggesting books. We go to the conferences together, but we just support one another because— um, we are we're laboring together and so yeah. that's also a good thing we have too is the community yeah that's fantastic that's awesome so speaking of the community uh specifically more the community of you of 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 specifically your church your mm -hmm. body of believers right uh you especially being one of the elders there um how do you as an elder team go about facilitating and encouraging good service and getting plugged in to the church because i know that especially in the culture that we're in today um with the rise of technology and mm -hmm. consumerism, you know, you know, all of those, all of those different things, getting plugged into church is something that has really suffered yeah. in the modern day church, especially in the area that I'm in. I don't know how it is there, um, but it's everyone. It's a very individualistic society. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to convince people or to show people the theology behind uh, it is it's vital for you to be plugging into church where you're getting the accountability, you're getting the encouragement, you're being vulnerable with people. That's hard, right? So how do you guys go about facilitating and encouraging and showing the value of that there? So that's a really good question. And you made some really good observations too, because again, with Catholicism being so big in our area, um, first off, religion is sort of something that you're just born into. Um, like if you ask the question, like, were you raised in the church around here? People say, oh, yeah, my grandpa was a Christian when they actually mean that their grandpa was in the Catholic Church or my sure. mom was in the Catholic yeah. Church, stuff like that. But it's just like, hey, go to mass on Saturday nights, go to mass on Sunday mornings. And that's it. And there's no other, you know, that's their relationship. I don't even know if mm -hmm. that's their that's their doing of religion is they just show yeah. up for mass. So that's very ingrained into our community and our culture. So what we've tried to do is we preach constantly, I would say almost weekly, maybe every other week, but we preach on the importance of community. And like you said, that Christianity is 
a is is a team sport. You know, we're right. we're in right. this together. Um, but we always try to bring that out from scripture so people can see, like, do not neglect the gathering of the brothers. Like, you know, mm-hmm. th- like that the this gathering is important, absolutely. But it's more important to do this every single day. So we have, you know, we have the normal stuff. Uh, we have small groups. We have things like that. But yeah. there's just a lot of stuff that goes on throughout the week with people being in community. We've yeah. tried to not become a pragmatic church where it's like, okay, you become a member, and then these are the programs you can choose from, and this right. is the path that right. you do. Like, we don't. We have yeah. stuff like that, of course, but we are trying to. The, the pastors, for example, like we're setting an example that like this is just our lives. You know, we don't right. take off Christianity at Sunday, Sundays at 1 p.m. and then put it back on Sunday mornings. Right. There's just like we're very, you know, we're just very out there. We're out involved yeah. in the community. Uh, you know, people yeah. know us and, and things like that. So we're trying to set an example to the rest of the flock that, listen, this is not just a Sunday morning activity. This is something that right. is ingrained to who we are. Right. Yeah, exactly. And well, and that's so beneficial too, because it, I think, I think very often in some churches, not all, I don't want to paint with too broad of a brush, but, but very often a lot of church leadership can be like, you know, you know, this is why you should do it. This is why it's important. Yeah. But then they're not living that it's out. It's a different story. Right? Yeah, you're exactly right, right. Right. And that's yeah. so important. I really appreciate what you said is that you're wanting to set the example, yeah. right? It's not just head knowledge. It's not yeah. just, just the whys of this. It's look, we want to do this too. You guys are, you're in each other's homes. You're holding each other accountable. You're calling each other. You're a part of each other's lives and you're showing that yourself. And that, as I'm sure, you know, Lord willing, you're seeing that, that is contagious. Yep. Right. So when people see it, they start doing it themselves. You're, you're exactly right. A small example would be uh, every Tuesday uh, we meet as elders. We're working through a book together. We actually just finished it, but we were working through a book together um, from four to six every Tuesday, we meet at a local cafe. And so from four to five is our book study. We work through the, the previous week's chapter. We discuss it. We do our questions and things like that. And then from yeah. five to six is actually our sermon. Well, it's not really sermon prep. It's more like sermon discussion and reflection. Sure, sure, sure. But we've opened that Bouncing up. Bouncing it to, off of each other. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. We've yeah. opened that up to the church. And so anybody who wants to come can come to that. And so, like, that wow. small aspect is like, hey, listen, like, you're Joe congregation member. You want to see what goes on with preparation for a sermon. You have yeah. your act. You can do that. Like, it's not closed off. It's not like, you know, leave me alone for 30 hours. I got to go prep my sermon. And that has helped also to show people that, like, listen, like, the pastors of your church are not set apart from you in the manner of, like, they're not accessible. Like right. we are people just like you. And so we're going to do right. this together with you. You know, we're not going to yeah. like separate the three of us from the rest of the flock. Like we're together, you know, right. Mark, Mark Dever, I believe he has a quote that says like, if you're a shepherd and you don't smell like the sheep, something is wrong. Yeah. And that's exactly. what, that's exactly. what we try to live by is like, we want to be there with the flock. We want to be there with the sheep. Yeah. And that is, there is nothing that will create a more biblical and thriving community in church than that is yeah. when the leadership realizes that they are sheep themselves. Yeah. That's <laughs> right, yeah. right, right. We are yep. all we are all in the same pasture together. Yep. Christ is our shepherd. Yep. And that is Great that point. is fantastic. So offshoot question. When when you go to this cafe, 
are you the guy that has to bring his own coffee stuff because you're such a coffee snob? Are you literally making like are you bringing a percolator set and setting it up at the coffee table? They give me hot water in the back. They knew who I am. No, no, no. Oh so my gosh. Honestly, you have it on retainer. By don't, that, for, don't forget the sulfur. He he likes sulfur in his water. They are like, oh, here comes that guy again. By that point of the day, it's normally I'm on cup whatever of coffee. So but yeah. I've kind of checked out my coffee snobbery by then. Okay, you're so, just you're just like I just need it. I don't basically. care as long as it smells like it and it's brown. I'll drink it. <laughs> pretty pretty much. But I also don't try to drink. So we meet at four o'clock, and I honestly I don't try to drink caffeine much past four o'clock. So sure. maybe one out of every three times, four times, I'll have yeah. a cup of coffee. Okay. Other times I just sit there and judge everybody that they're drinking that horrible coffee at this point. Drinking that swill. Yeah, the common folk coffee, as I please. Call it. Yeah. How does the Folgers taste, yeah. there, peasant? Yeah. With my pinky out too. Yeah, so with your pinky. Yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I am a I am as particular about my coffee as I am my theology. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm guilty. Yeah, that's of that. fair. That's fair. That's fair. Well, you're wearing a shirt that's literally particular Baptist 1689. Like I love it. <laughs> it's a conversation starter everywhere I go. Somebody will oh, yeah. stop me. All right. Well, Brad, so being um <clears throat> both a pastor but also having uh, a lot of careers and and, uh, and and stuff going on in the secular world as well. Um part of this podcast is I really like to um, kind of do put some focus on how the everyday man, you know, guys like me, guys like you, how the everyday man can be bringing God glory in the everyday jobs that they do, right? Because there's a lot of people that struggle, and I was one of them, with bringing God glory in my nine to five job. It's like, well, I'm yeah. not in ministry, so I don't know how that works, right? Yeah. So how would you go about, you know, counseling or encouraging somebody who's you know, in, you know, fill in the blank job wise. And they say, I want to bring God glory. I don't understand how this job does it. Yeah. Where would you take them? Well, for one example, whatever you do, whether you eat or drink, do all things for the glory of the Lord. I think like a foundational right. text is like looking at your life through that lens. But then also thinking too, like once you become a Christian, like you're in ministry and our job as followers of Christ, first and foremost, is to is to share the gospel, to reflect the image of Christ. And and just because you might not have that title of pastor or seminary mm -hmm. professor or Bible study leader, you know, any like sort of Christianese title that we would give somebody, like just because you don't have that doesn't allow you to remove yourself from ministry. And right. I also recognize too that like if you have a traditional nine to, five, nine to five secular type job, your balance between like, listen, like this provides for my family, but I also need to share the gospel with somebody. So where's the line with like sharing the gospel and then also not getting fired because you're, right. you know what I mean? There is a line. Yeah, there is. Yeah. And, and I think that's also being a good steward of being a follower of Christ. It's like, listen, like if you work for a secular organization and they are, you know, obviously like Maybe if they're if they're sort of vocal about like not sharing your Christianity with others, it's probably mm -hmm. not a good idea to come in like with like a Jesus billboard on your on your front on your shirt to just like show sure. off in sort of like a like a condescending way. Because yeah, like you yeah. wanna you wanna be able to like again reflect Christ in a in a in a positive manner. But right. you also don't want to go so extreme that when somebody asks you, like, are you a Christian? You say no out of fear because you right. don't want to offend that person. Right. 
and but I think they're like just changing your view that like the second you leave your house in the morning, like you're engaged in ministry. There, right. There's going to be somebody that you come in contact with that is probably an unbeliever or somebody of another religion who needs to hear about Christ. And just because you might work for, um, you know, a grocery store or you are a lawyer or whatever it is, just right. because you have that type of job does not excuse you from sharing the gospel. And that's what really ministry means. It's sharing the gospel with others. It's, it's not having the title of pastor. Uh, yeah. it's, it's sharing the gospel and, and talking about Christ with others. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. Fantastic. So talking about, um, you know, one one great encouragement to me is is interacting with men and women who live their lives by that. Right. Who work hard, bring God glory in the everyday uh, and don't do it for the fame. Don't do it for the fortune. Don't do it for the recognition. Right. Mm -hmm. Those are the people that just really encourage me. And I look at and think, hey, I want to be like them when I grow up because they're like Jesus. Right. That's a good point. Um, What are the top three traits for you personally, the, uh, in people that you know, people that uh, you've you've worked with, or people that you've read or listened to, if you could narrow down three traits in those individuals that really inspire and encourage you to be more like Jesus, what are those top three traits for you? Oh man! Well, thankfully, I've had um, a bunch of older guys in my life that have mentored me. Um, I got to share an office with a, a guy who's older than me, but a theological, I mean, he's just a scholar. Like he's just one of those, he's like a DA Carson type guy. Like he just knows the sure. Bible, but through him, I would give you my three answers quickly. Number one is prayer, have a life of prayer. Number mm-hmm. two, love your wife. And number three, love scripture. Amen. Fantastic. Fantastic. All right, Brad. Well, being in ministry yourself and being, as you say, in the podcast world and things like that, uh, I'm sure that you have had your fair share of unforgettable experiences when it comes to ministry. Give us one. Give us one of the funniest or most unforgettable moments that you have ever had where you're just in the situation just asking yourself, is this actually happening right now? I don't even. You're gonna have. To, can you pause the podcast and then oh, we'll yeah. come back and then I can that's like. Fine. No, I, I don't really. I can edit anything out. Yeah, yeah that's nice. Yeah, that's, isn't that great though? So I don't it, really oh, know editing how. Editing is my best friend. Yeah, I I would. I have to give you two answers because I'm gonna say that's one okay. church okay. and then one one internet because there's uh, yes perfect. I don't yeah I don't want to <laughs> give just the internet answer. Did but, it happen but, on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, it did. Ah, yep, knew it. <laughs> it did. <laughs> <laughs> knew it. <laughs> yeah. It. Go ahead. Go ahead. And it uh, it, it happens, but it's it's a good way. Uh, it, you know, I'll answer that one first. So yep. when I like when I had GKB on my podcast, yeah, it was like I emailed him, and he just like a normal guy emailed me back, like, "Yeah, I'd be on your show," and I like freaked out. Like yeah. I sure I just lost my mind, and yeah. Yeah, I remember cool. getting done with that, and just thinking like, "How cool was that?" Here's a guy. I mean, it's GKB. Yeah. And here I am, and well, I'd only been doing. I, I had the exact. Okay, speaking of name talk, I had the exact same moment with Chally's. So okay, perfect. Yeah. So that's yeah. exactly I where. I, yeah. So when that happened, I was like, oh man, and this I was only a couple months into doing the show and stuff like that, and right. so that was really cool. And then I'll I'll give you a free one. Number two, I posted it like we were talking about the other day. I posted a Benny Hen video, and it's got like ten thousand views, and it yeah, was like number five on little... YouTube search results, and right. so like that that was just cool like you know yeah. that's just cool but that you know again gkbl number one 
Well, we are almost done with the podcast, but not quite yet, because it is now time for the Monday Hot Takes. And this is when I ask you a whole bunch of random questions, and you give me the first thing that pops into your head. You ready for these? Love it. <laughs> Let's do it. All right. What is one band or musical artist that you are into right now? Uh, Matt Boswell. Matt Boswell. Okay. Yeah. And right. I and, and so I'm not saying that just because, like, I got to say, like, a Christian artist because, uh, you know, I'm not, but I love, love Matt Boswell. Love All Matt right. Boswell. Good stuff. All right. What's the worst book you've ever read, Brad? And and I'll preface, you didn't have to finish it. Pick one book that was really bad. There's a, I don't yeah, even remember yeah. the author, a book called Tactics. It was um, okay. an, an evangelism type book. Um, that is probably one of my uh, least favorite books. All right. All right. I've got an interesting question for you here. I've gotten some funny answers on these ones, so we'll we'll see what you say. But um, besides war and diplomacy, what would be the best way for countries to settle disputes? Coffee. Just sit down and have <laughs> who, a cup of coffee. Who, who can have? Who, oh, oh, okay. All right. All right. I thought you were going who can make the best coffee. Oh, okay. See, so see, yeah, that, yeah. That see, awesome. there has to be some sort of like tension, kind of like like contest kind of thing going on, right? Okay. All right. Yeah. So then maybe um, a game of dodgeball. Let's say dodgeball. Yes. <laughs> just <laughs> whoever's the last yes, one standing. Just is a the game winner. of soak'em. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Russia would win. They would. But that's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's fair. That's fair. All right, Brad. What is one incredibly common thing that you have never done? Uh, I'm not a manual labor guy. I'm just that's not me. I'm not sure. a man's man. I'm a I'm a computer nerd and tech guy and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So I'd probably say common things. It would fall somewhere in there. Like somewhere you would ask a guy, like, have you done this before? And it's right. something, you know, like they skin right. the change bear oil or something. In your car. Uh, I have like never a... changed oil in my car. That's well, one. There thing. we go. I've Boom, always we found it. I've taken it somewhere. Take I, it to Jiffy Lube. Exactly. That's right. Exactly. That's right. I would not. Right. I'd open the hood and then after that. Wouldn't know what to yeah. do. Yeah, just pour coffee over it. <laughs> just be, be healed. Uh, all right, all right. What is the worst genre of music? Uh, current country music. I oh, love okay. 80s and 90s country music. Yeah. Current country music is the worst. All right, what do you resent paying for most? I won't say bad coffee because that'd probably be <laughs> since we've been talking about coffee that because but I've honestly I've paid I've bought coffee before and I've been like this is just. Uh, I should not have paid for this. Um, probably a bad book. Um, if I've yeah. if I've paid for tactics. a book, you paid for tactics. Yeah, I did it. pay for tactics, but yeah, I'd say a bad That's book because I get so excited. Like a, a book that I was really looking forward to reading that turned out to be bad. That would be my okay. probably worst purchase. Got it. Got it. Awesome. That's just like it's heartbreaking when you get done with it, or if I even make oh yeah, it, and you're you just know. like oh, I can't return it. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, I hear you. All right, uh, what fashion trend needs to be brought back? <laughs> the mullet. Oh, everybody should business start in front, party, party in back. the back. Everybody should start growing mullets again. Yeah, baby. I love it. I love it. All right. Um, let's see. If you were a professional wrestler, Brad, what would your entrance theme song be? Oh, man. Uh, probably. So Top Gun is my favorite movie of all time. And it's okay. it's not even like, a, like it's, I'm as serious as you can be. I love that movie. Okay. You so the, ironically love it. All right. The song from the intro to Top Gun would definitely be my... Okay. Um, right know, when on. When they're playing right the credits on. and they're on the aircraft carrier and stuff like that. It gives me goosebumps yeah. whenever I watch it. All right. If you could disinvent one thing, what would it be? 
you're a tech guy, so 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 think of something you, you hate, man, that you're just like, they should not have invented this. That's a good question. Windows 8. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good answer. <laughs> Windows Win 8 was it, awful. It, it, hurt, it hurts me to look at it. Here's the thing. Windows 8 made me... A Mac guy. I don't blame you, man. That's <laughs> that was that was the last straw. I couldn't. It's do it. such a bad. I mean, it's so bad. Like that's what I will admit. As much as I love Microsoft and, and everything like that, their yeah. tablet. Because I have a Surface Book too, so it converts into sure. a tablet sure. as well. Their tablet yeah. experience is atrocious. So sure. it, like it's just yeah. not. You know what I mean? Like an iPad is far and above the best way to use a tablet. And and sure. I even I have an Android tablet, and it just doesn't. It's just yeah. you know. But so Windows eight. I'm going to yeah. say Windows 8. All right. What is something about current Christian culture that is annoying to you? Feelings over truthfulness of Scripture. Oh, Especially when it comes to worship music. Yeah. Um, like when people say, this song makes me feel. Mm. Um, that's like a defense that I get from a lot of people when I try to mm -hmm. coach them on music and things like that. Yeah. And that, it just hurts. Like, it, like, like it, because that is so... You know, music inside Christianity is so large; it's it's tough too. So I would say that definitely. Alrighty, what is one of the craziest or most out of character things you have ever done? Besides being an addict for uh, so many years, <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, sure this is, this is yeah, a family. Okay. This is a family friendly. that. Yeah, family friendly <laughs> podcast. So, oh man, um, I'm a big weather guy, though. And mm -hmm. so putting myself in like weird, like weird weather situations, like I'm the guy that's outside when the thunderstorm warning is going on or right. there's a tornado warning or right. that's that's my thing is weather. Yeah. And so I'd probably sit like people look at me like when I like, you know, when I tell them like I, I want to be the Jim Cantori who's on the coast at a Cat 5 hurricane and they look at me like I'm crazy. But that's just like weather is a thing of mine. So I'd say mm. something okay. to deal with weather. Interesting. Very cool. All right. Favorite food, least favorite food. Um, favorite food. Um, so if if my wife and I are just picking a restaurant, we'll probably go Italian. We're both she's Italian, and so in Youngstown, hey, my wife's Italian too. There we go. Awesome. So <laughs> we share need, we share some we share some pain. I mean, come, I know not pain. <laughs> <laughs> hey, between friends, yeah, hey, yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> yeah, Youngstown's an Italian city, and so we have these small little Italian restaurants all over. So. I would Italian is is our favorite place. We have a little, a couple little local shops that we just absolutely love. Uh, least favorite food, um, if this makes sense, bad seafood because I love seafood, and mm. so when I like yeah. like Red Lobster for example, like they're just like they're a fake seafood place. They're, they're sure. you know what I mean. Like I've had <laughs> I've had good seafood. Yes, so. that's right, that's right. Um, all right, if you. Um, if you had to do karaoke, Brad, what would be your karaoke song? Okay, so you can't. You have to. You have to post the episode though. If I so, okay. I'm a. I'm oh, a yeah. I'm, I'm. I'm a Taylor Swift fan, and so <laughs> now. Yes. <okay>. Yes. <laughs> now let me let me say too. Let me preface this because I know people are going to hear that and they're going to go, but Taylor Swift is gone. So I'm not as much of a fan as new, of new Taylor Swift as I am old Taylor Swift, and so but old it would, Taylor Swift was bad country though. See, that's what's the thing. Is. Yeah. Oh, I know, but <laughs> so I just like my my um, like my wife. She like when we were first like that was one of the things that like yeah. I I shared with her when we were first dating and stuff like that. And that's like, right, so that's right. I would that was that that was your moment. Like I'm gonna see if she really loves me. I'm gonna like like it's all or nothing at this point. 
I'm going I all like in. I like Taylor Swift. <laughs> she said that was not a problem. But I, I like I catch myself singing the song. So yeah, I, if I was doing yes. karaoke, it would be a it would be an old Taylor Swift song. Old Taylor Swift song. Well, I can't think of a better place to end the <laughs> podcast than right there. Me either. You heard it here first, folks. Uh, Brad Weber, Taylor Swift fan. I love it. Brad, before we uh, get out of here, rolling out the red carpet for you, my friend. Tell the listeners where they can go to listen, read, watch you. Go for it. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, so our home is theologynights.com, and then you can get to our Twitter page, Facebook page, YouTube page. Our biggest platform um, is Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash theologynights. Uh, and then our live shows every Tuesday night, um, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast through Facebook and through YouTube. Uh, but then we also pull the audio, and the uh, audio is available as a podcast on all platforms, um, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, whatever you use. Just search Theology Nights. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's where we're at. All right. Everyone go over there, subscribe, listen, and uh, download Theology Nights wherever you get your podcasts. And also, if you guys are listening, if you're new or old, uh, you see some really cool podcast art uh, on your phones or on your computers. At least, hopefully, it's uploaded by now. That is from... The friend of the podcast, friend of mine, Mr. Paul Cox from RefTunes, fantastic dude, fantastic ministry. If you have not checked out RefTunes, go check them out, RefTunes.com. He's on Facebook. He's on Instagram. He's on Twitter, RefTunes.com. He's got uh, some 2019 calendars that he's putting out right now that are amazing. Y'all need to go check out RefTunes um, and uh, give him a like and follow and buy his stuff. Um, well, Mr. Brad, we have come to the end. Thank you so much for being on the podcast with me, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It's, it's truly an honor. Awesome. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, looking forward to next time. And everyone, you know what you can do. You can head on over to iTunes. Give us a raving review and a five-star rating if you do not mind. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Music, YouTube, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. Head on over to Facebook.com slash Everyday Monday Podcast. Instagram at Everyday Monday Pod. Thank you all for joining us in the trenches today, and we will catch you on the next step of Everyday a Monday. Everyday a Monday.